Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. What's poppin' everybody? Hello and welcome to Popcorn Culture. My name is Ben Carlin and I am your host. Here with me today, as always, is my brother Jay, who will just continue to be in every episode. As the other host of Popcorn Culture. I was perfectly fine at specialist of guests. Especially, I don't even know what you're talking about, Ben. I've always been the other host I disagree. of Popcorn Culture. I disagree Culture. on it and its merits. And it's, I don't know. You don't know? I don't know. Well, okay then. Something else. Something else. Something I'm else glad you well. were able to put your uh, tongue on exactly the word you were looking for. Jay, how do you have a party in space? This is a corny joke? It sure is. Okay. How do you have a party in space by inviting all of the stars? I don't know. Whoa! What an also good answer! Oh man, I feel like I'm getting better. Uh, my my actual favorite part of the corny joke segment is your attempt to guess with really spectacular, like, not the answer answers, mm. but the actual answer is, you plan it. Ah! Oh, that's pretty good. You plan it. You yeah, plan it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. I get it. Hilarious. Hilarious. Well done. Good corny joke. Thanks. 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 I want to get it out of the way right away. Sometimes we almost forget and I hate when we almost forget. Oh, me too. So, well, I think we did it like just at the end of the last episode or maybe we missed it all together. Maybe we missed it all together. Who's to say? I mean, I, I believe that as the special guest of the show, it is your responsibility to ensure that it happens. Well, look, you robbed me of that. Are you claiming you're the one who just brought it up? So are you claiming that you're the special guest? I really don't like the logic that's being applied to the situation yeah, because just, it is. I'm just reiterating your own logic. It is unfortunately sound, which I don't like the sound mm. of. Mm. Anyway, let's speak, move on wait, immediately. Speak, speaking of the sound of you, you went on a trip this past weekend in which you listened to the pop with some friends. With friends. It was OK. So there's there's this this odd thing that happened. I have one friend in particular who I this was something that I was a dilemma that I was having. So I was 
was discussing it with them while they were on the trip. So okay. um, two of my best friends, we frequently tell stories about in one capacity or another. Mm-hmm. And at different points in time, I'm talking about the same people, but I may say like my friend from this activity or like this person I work with or uh, like my roommate in college but, or something. But they know they're being referenced. But they know that they are being referenced. Because they listen. Because they listen. Oh, okay. And so the the big question that I had to them was like, and this is actually, it's always like a moment by moment decision that I'm making as we're recording the pop as to whether or not to name my friends by their real names. Oh, I see. And like, because, because in some way, shape or form, they never agreed to me talking about them. Right. But because they're such a huge part of my life, inevitably they are part of my tales it's it. They're a part of your tales and probably a part of your social online presence. In yes. some capacity, it's easy to track down with a little elbow grease. Just a little bit of elbow grease. It's, it's kind a of like bit. the guy that I went to high school with, who is now a pilot, who yeah. has a rather spectacular Instagram. Well, see, you you did you said he had the same name as you, so you you helped people along. I but did they help found people. him. They did find. Oh my gosh, he, he sends me an, a message every time we bring him up because he gets tons of follow requests, which I find hilarious. Hilarious. He does as well. He thinks it's the funniest thing in the world. So that's Ben the pilot. Ben the pilot. <laughs> if you want to get track <laughs> him down, if you want to find um, Ben's friend from high school, Ben the pilot. Right. So he's he's already given me authorization to talk about him, but he has not confirmed whether or not he can accept all of the friend requests that you send his way. So, <laughs> so anyway. he appreciates them, but maybe can't accept them. Exactly, exactly. Exactly. So I was talking with the the people that I'm on in the car with. Like stories are coming up that are about them, okay. and they're like sitting in the car with me and they're like do you say my name and like i i don't know like whether or not i did with the specific instance but i so i asked them like is it okay if i say your names on the pop and they did confirm that it is completely okay and i think it's really cool okay and so steven is like my my college roommate who was also the person who was in the canoe with me when we wrecked it and so this this was the really funny thing is that i was telling these stories about steven before i knew he listened to the pop right and i think he he like had this game where he wanted to see how far along he could keep dropping things that he had learned that I had talked about into our normal conversation because he was hearing them on the pop. But like typically if we're talking about it on the pop, it means that it's usually a conversation that like is maybe potentially circulating amongst me and my friends at that given point in time anyway, because it's interesting enough to me that it's top of mind enough that I end up having these conversations. So, you know, he'll bring it up with me and I'm like, how did I have that? Con- it's like, like I had did, that conversation with enough people. Right, right. Maybe I had it with you. Did I talk to you about it? <clears throat> and so, what his actual long play was to like try to like listen to it for like a year before oh. letting me know that he had been listening to it the whole time. That's hilarious. Um, but unfortunately, I, I got wise. You got well, unfortunately wise. for him. I got wise. I because you it listened out. to it with him. But that was the thing, though. So I told this story once upon a time about how me and Steven were in this canoe with the girl that I was dating at the time, and we promptly wrecked the canoe. Yeah. Like, a hundred yards into this trip. Yeah. And he, I guess I completely blamed the canoe wreck on him. And he was like, unjust, man. Unjust. Unjust. Who did he blame it on? I don't think he really blamed it on anybody other than it being a remarkably perpendicular turn in a canoe with three people and probably like 200 pounds of gear in it. Just just too heavy for the water. Too heavy for the water. And it's physics. You may not know this, but yeah, like like a, a, a 
12, 13 foot boat doesn't just abruptly make turns very well. I'm aware. Yeah, yeah. I've been in canoes. You've been in canoes. Yeah. Yeah. So we were, we were at a distinct disadvantage from the other canoe in our party, uh, which was piloted by our friend John Jennings. Yeah. Who was also on my excursion over the weekend. Right. Who is just remarkably talented in all facets of life. Yeah. That's and, been my experience with John. <laughs> like come on man be bad at something not really it's actually really fun but um, it's not that john doesn't have things he's not good at it's just that john will not partake in those things with you sure, sure, like, sure. so you never he get will to know. spearhead the activities and those activities will be ones that he is well practiced at yes Yes, indeed. Which I had firsthand experience with in spades this past weekend. Yeah. Where I had my butt handed to me on a platter. Wow. I know. I know. It that was must have been uncomfortable. It was very uncomfortable. Yeah. Um. So the the tale was that there was th- this particular weekend backpacking hike that our friend John Jennings wanted to do, which is why I was in the car with Stephen and Mike, because we were also headed down to like Linville Gorge area of North Carolina. The, to, the Grand Canyon of the East, as it's known. As it's known. As I'm told. Hey, wait, where, are we told that? Is that a fact? I think that's how John described it to us, right? It's okay, basically the Grand Canyon of the East, which is to say, I well, I don't think many things compare to the Grand Canyon. I have not been there. I want to go there, but... Uh, that's how I understand it. Well, the good news is the next trip John Jennings wants to do is to the Grand Canyon to do the hike there because apparently it's even harder than the one we did this weekend. Ah. But the one that we did this weekend was the Linville Gorge Loop, which the short loop, the, the, the short for loop beginners. As John- yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. So we get back. You novices. There is technically something called the Grand Loop versus apparently what is called the short loop, which is infuriating to me Mm. because it was the hardest physical endeavor that I have ever done in my life. Wow. And I, I want to say that I think that's saying something Yeah, because I have, I have done, I'm not like, led a life of leisure. No, uh, no, no hardship. I'm not the one. (laughs) I'm not the one out of the two of us who loves beanbag chairs. Hey, neither am I. I know, but I'm trying to make you known for it. So Yeah, well, I don't um, think it's working. Either way, all things considered, I would say both you and I are reasonably fit people. Yeah. You know, we ran cross country in high school 12 years ago. Right. That should count for something. <laughs> Well, I still have that fitness. I say I, I carried it. You know, I just do a, a training run once did, every other month. Did you? We could go back to your story. Okay. Did you have a point like forever after I graduated high school? Like, if people were like asking, like, what? Like, like I would have defined myself like as runner as like part of the the four words like in any bio I was filling out. Like, yeah, I'm a run. I'm a runner. That's part of my who I am, the core of me. Yes. Yes. I, I think I've reached the point where I would no longer describe myself as a runner, but I don't know at some point, like what do you, do you remember when you stopped identifying in that way or do, or do you, cause you still run some, I still run some, but the, the, I would not identify as a runner now by any stretch of the imagination, but I, I do know the exact phenomenon you were talking about because it was well after I had not gone on like a dedicated run mm-hmm. or more than like maybe two runs in like a span of time or something right. for like years where I would, I would have still regarded that as a characteristic of myself. Like it was recently enough 
a big thing that I was doing that I hadn't like let go of that qualifier yet, or mm-hmm. maybe even found its replacement. And therefore it like had this placeholder right. thing. So it's almost like in, in inside out the movie from Pixar, uh, Riley has like the different islands inside of her brain. Yeah. And one of them is like hockey Island. Yeah. It would almost be like, there was never something else, and therefore I continued to have that island because there was nothing to replace mm, that mm. island. You never, oh, you never see the core memory. Well, I guess in the movie the core memories do fade, but as a result of uh, them all falling out of the little module, right? You don't see any of them fade as a result of growing up, right? Which is an interesting. Hmm. That'd be very interesting if they were just like, boy, Hockey Island just hasn't been in use. Like if one of the core memories was one that like sucked down the tube or like fell into the pit, which I guess is what they're trying to avoid. But in more of a uh, storytelling sense that Riley will lose her entire sense of being if they don't succeed or something. (laughs) Right, right, right. That's that's the fear. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But no, it's I mean, it's an interesting thought to consider is like at what point in your time is it okay? And like maybe that's the difference between like a core memory dissolving is that it it doesn't like go away in the same way like that maybe your ability to name all of the capitals of all the U.S. states might where Uh, like like I've forgotten that. But maybe it's more like shelved, you know, like she has like those cubbies in her brain. So maybe there are just cubbies up there like where you can like take it right. and like put like a little placard on it and be like, yeah. when I was of this age, this memory was very important to me. And it still has that glow when you can still go back to that For moment. Sure. But Probably doesn't fade. You're right. Uh, yeah. It, this is this was a weird problem. Not problem, but just an interesting like phenomenon that happened because like uh, much like later into our 20s, my wife, Beth got really into running. Yes, she did. In like at a time where I had just probably not run for years. Whereas like when we first met, like it was like the core identifier of me. Like this is what I do. I am known for it. It is who I am. Right. And it was just like, and then she got really into it after I had not been running for like years. But like in my mind, I was like, I know everything about running, (laughs) you know? Right. No, I get that. Yeah. But, but like the way she like entered the sport and was training was like so vastly different from the way that, you know, you experience running, on a cross country team. Sure. Where, you know, I, I, I can't even describe the differences to you, but it was this very, like, I don't know, like elitist view from my end of things. Like this is no, whatever you're doing. That's such like off the street running. Like that's not, that's not pure running. I like, I had this like very, I don't know, condescending attitude. I feel like towards other kinds of running are like, well, if you were doing it the way I did it, it'd be better sort of thing. Right, right, you know, right. Like well, and it probably comes from a place where you were taking it like so seriously because like right. in in a sense, even though neither of us were ever like, you know, state champion caliber cross country runners or anything, we were the objective in my mind, at least at that period of time, is that I was competing. Yeah. Like, like the objective of what like I was doing, the reason I went to practice every day was to get faster in order to place higher and get a faster time right at the end of the day. Like I didn't, even though it was the actual thing that I enjoyed about the sport was like the community aspect and Mm -hmm. being a part of the team. I don't think that I could have put my finger on that at that point in time. And if I could have, I actually think that I probably would have enjoyed cross country that much more Mm -hmm. because it would have put me in a position of like, I I do this every day because it means I get to see my friends and I get to go on long runs and have like big long discussions because we have an hour of doing nothing else, but being right next to one another, you know, where, where we can talk, you know, and sometimes doing an activity can like break down barriers that allow you to feel like you can 
talk more openly. Yeah. You know, than than just sitting down next to a person and oh, like su- attempting to have a conversation. Suffering together always builds the strongest bonds. Yes. Yes. Yes, it absolutely does. Okay. So anyway, though. Let's get back to your trip from the weekend. Good, or good whatever, segue. Whatever from story. Suffering. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we we've told tales of uh, the the experiences that we have with our good friend John, and they're always the best memories. Like you know, they always lead to these like mm-hmm. extravagant adventures where we're all like you know pushed to some limit, and when we look back on it, it's like, what were we thinking? Like, why would we have done that? Which immediately was true of this past mm. weekend, uh, which was very fun. But basically the big thing was that like when we were kids and you before me even joined like Tiger Scout Scouts, right? Yeah. Is that the like the earliest version the of earliest the, version of Boy Scouts of Boy Scouts? Yeah, it's okay. like Tiger Scouts, Cub Scouts. Bear Scouts. We blows. Yeah. Okay. Bear. Yeah. I think. You, yeah. Bear maybe is somewhere in there. Okay. Maybe it's like I think Boy Scouts is consistent of Tiger, Wolf, Bear, Weeblow. Okay. And then you're in Boy Scouts proper. And then it's like first, second class, first class, heart, life, eagle, whatever. Sure. And you so know. you you were like this was, a I would say, a prominent with you more than me, a prominent part of your childhood. I yeah, uh, the 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 class the the troop I was in was just very active and very well organized and you know, it it like once a month there was a camping trip and there was many backpacking trips and everyone was just on board and you'd like once a month you'd spend a weekend out in the woods with your boy scout people or like on some ski trip or on whatever trip it was. It was like it's remarkable to me looking back like how often we were doing stuff scout related. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a testament, testament to good leadership, like any, you know, like, and you, you find these and I I would love to hear more stories of them where people are like a part of like, maybe like a rec league that is like really well put together. Right. And like, you know, there's a, there's a huge sense of community and involvement and, and all that, because you find pockets of it here and there. And I think your particular boy scout troop was one of them, like where the, the parents were super involved and it was all like well laid out and all that. Yeah. So anyway, the, the point is, is that for a period of time as kids, I would say we went on a variety of backpacking trips, you know, with the scouts where we were out there, we had our packs on, we were eating, you know, food around a campfire at night. We were setting up our tents Mm -hmm. and, you know, doing all all the due diligence and everything. And, you know, and so with that, it's almost the exact same as running. I felt reasonably acquainted with the idea of going backpacking. Yeah. Despite the fact that I don't know that I have legitimately gone backpacking since I was 11 years old. Right. You know, which is a a weird thing because it's something that I spent time doing and at some, you know, I would have considered myself outdoorsy yeah, a bit. It, this was like, yeah, it was even in such a thing in high school where like, yeah, I, I went on all these trips in like early middle school, like yeah, sixth, seventh grade where we were just camping in the woods with boy scouts and dad used to take us camping before that. Right. And so like in high school, even though I wasn't really doing scouts anymore, if on some whim was like, let's go camping. It was like, I feel completely prepared. Right. You know, like there is no part of me that is like, I I can't survive in the woods for a night, uh, you know, at all. Sure. You know, and and I think some people would be like, oh, that's that that is a huge ask. But it was just like very I have all the skills necessary, whatever. And, you know, in high school, when we would just like run off into the woods and go do this for a night, we would prepare zero. 
and we would just like go do it. Whereas sure enough, like with scouting and be like, okay, the, you know, we have our, our scout meeting on Thursday. We're going to leave on Friday on Thursday. Everyone's going to go get the tents out. They're going to set it up, make sure you've got all the parts. We're going to, you know, it was like, yeah, like it was like a checklist and you know, like everybody had to be sure they had all these things and you know, it was like very well like put together and organized and then as a result ran efficiently Yes, (laughs) Uh, versus like what we did in high school. Exactly. Like you're saying where it was just like, Hey, let's go sleep in the woods tonight. Yeah. We'll go buy a tent at Walmart. If we all throw in eight bucks, we can do it. <laughs> yeah. It's like every shortcut imaginable. Like, yeah, we're, th- we're taking them. We're yes. taking every shortcut. Cause we know we can do it. So anyway, uh, months ago now, uh, John was like, well, let's do this backpacking trip. And I'm like, okay, so like, sounds good. And you know, he, he like, he sends me the link to the, the route and everything. And I pull it up and like, I sure enough, it says right on the lake, like difficulty hard. And I'm like, okay. But like, you know, we're, we're all people who as recreational activities enjoy doing fitness related things. So I'm like hard is a good measure. Maybe like if that is not the case for you, like don't go and just like walk your dog on this trail or something. In my mind, that's kind of what I'm imagining is like Like, hard is like I've been backpacking before. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Which, so that's the thing. Like I'm like collecting all of my supplies and like, you know, putting together like a, a stove and tracking down all my like freeze dried meals and, you know, like, I don't know, doing all my stuff. I actually had like a spreadsheet, like calculating, like how much my pack weight yeah, was Yeah, I remember to be. you telling me all that and I was like, man, you are really preparing for it. And then this morning you were just saying like how underprepared you were for it. And I was like, that is surprising. Well, and so that's the thing. So we, we got out there and I would say there was like two massive elements to it because like it was there. There's the process of making sure that you are equipped with all of the appropriate things that you need in order to like go out there and, you know, legitimately survive, mm-hmm. you know, without like access to resources and yeah. stuff. So like everything you have is what you are carrying with you. And in that capacity, I had done my homework. I had bought the right things and I was carrying adequate supply. Yeah, basically. So that was all good. But so we, we get to like the top of this mountain on the first day and we're all discussing and uh john's like is there is there anything that you feel like you you should have brought on this trip and like as i'm sitting there like i i'm half jokingly but also half just being completely honest i'm like experience yeah like and he he cracked up at this he thought it was the funniest thing in the world like oh that's so funny like experience and it's like no but for real like so because we get there and i had like put my pack together the night before and it weighed about 40 pounds, right. which is, I mean, that's a fair amount of weight to have on your shoulders, you know, to walk around your house in, yeah. let alone, you know, 12 miles yeah, and let alone 12 miles straight up the side of a mountain, right? which is exactly what happened. Like we, we get there. I had carried mm-hmm. my backpack, maybe mm-hmm. 200 yards total, fully like stocked. And we're like walking out of the parking lot and it just like, it's like a flat parking lot. And then immediately it's one mile in a straight line up the mountain. Gosh. And within the first like hundred yards, we walk past a gigantic rattlesnake. Woo. So like my, and I, I'm getting there and like, I'm, it, it's like high noon when we get out of the cars, sun right overhead. There's a hurricane blowing in from the South. So it like humidity's at a hundred percent. I'm like sopping wet instantly. Right. And walking up this mountain, I'm just like, it, it, like I have not had this experience many times in my life, but I was just so genuinely like, I might have to turn around and go back to the car. And I'm not even a mile into this thing. Right. Like I, I like, yeah. It, how many miles hike is this? Like, tw- like, 
I it's it's always hard to tell, but like twenty like twenty five mile hike ish. Yeah. So over the course of basically half day Friday, full day Saturday, half day Sunday, it was a twenty five mile, twenty six mile hike. Right. So you're a hundred yards in, feeling like, oh no. Yes. I mean, <laughs> like, yes. Yeah. And I I don't know how else to describe it. Like like panic. Yeah. You know, I'm like I am not ready. Like yeah. And. Um, like certainly I, this is the easy part. <laughs> right. Right. And, and that was the thing too. So th- that's the other idea is like, you're like, okay, well at the very least, like whatever goes up has to come down. And the first entire half, like half of the day was like, you would reach a plateau that would then just go up to a higher mountain, which would reach a plateau, which would go up to a higher mountain. Mm-hmm. So like all day you're walking up, 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 up. And then finally at the end of the day, we get to this campsite and I'm like, Thank goodness. Like I'm going to be able to put my pack down. I'm going to be able to make some food. Like I'm so, I'm so ready to just like, like relax. Yeah. Like to let it all go, to be okay. And we walk up to this like gorgeous campsite. That's like up on top of a mountain with like 360 degree views of like everything. And there is actually let me back up one mile because one mile from this gorgeous campsite is if you can believe it, 10 miles into our day, a parking lot. What? Oh where, no. Where people can literally like if you want to walk to the overlook, right. You can drive to the top of the mountain to this parking lot and then It's the most unjunjunning things I've ever heard, Ben. Oh my gosh. I was like, you have to be kidding me. There's a parking lot right here. <laughs> like we could have started here. Yes. And so <sighs> we get to this glorious, like well-earned campsite, and <clears throat> there are car campers that have like brought just like couches oh you know, no. i mean like like there are hammocks there's uh. like a picnic table like also i'm like oh my gosh and they've, they've taken the whole space the whole which is fine i mean like I'm, honestly it's a gorgeous place to camp i would highly recommend it mm-hmm. but what it meant was we had to hike another mile to the next available campsite oh no which went straight off a cliff. Oh, gosh. So it was like, you get to the top. You're so tired. You're so ready to stop. There's people there. And then you're like, oh, man. And John's like, well, don't worry. It's all downhill. The hard thing about downhill is when it's straight downhill, it is not any easier. It's all done. This is John's favorite excuse for things getting easier. And it rarely means anything. It rarely means anything. Let me, so, tell you, uh, let me interject here. Interject on my own. Don't away. worry. It's all downhill, John. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if I've told the story of me and John's 60 mile bike ride on the, on the pop. This was the day before we're all going to go on some vacation up to uh, Vermont. And John asks me if I want to go on a uh, 60 mile bike ride with him. And he was saying the word 60, which means between 50 and 60, but 60. Uh, maybe even 65. Maybe even more. And this is like off the couch. But again, I'm like. Hey, I ran cross country. Hey, okay. <laughs> this is our endurance. excuse for everything. It's apparently, like, it's like it gives you such a like I, a, anything is doable to me endurance wise. Like biking easier than running, no problem. And our dad had just bought this like carbon fiber awesome new bike, and I was he was like gonna let me use it, and I was like, oh good, I've got like the best equipment you could have for it. Maybe I haven't run in a few months, but like whatever, I can handle it. And I mean, granted. It's a long bike ride, and I'm aware of that. Right, right. <laughs> but uh, as ever, similar to your trip, the that bike ride started immediately uphill for 10 miles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. T- typical, sure. No surprise to you. <laughs> uh, and we get 43 miles in. Uh, we did, I will say, we stopped at a subway at one point for lunch, but at this point, it's like too little too late. Sure. And it's like, it doesn't, it, there's, there's a difference between like refueling uh, from like half empty from refueling at empty sure like there were once you hit empty there is 
No coming back. Yeah, at that point, it is required rest. Yes. Sleep. Right. Like anything. There's no no more calories are going to heal you. The, if you can refuel before you get to empty, you're probably good. Yes. Yeah, you can keep going. You can continue the energy. The actual bike term that uh, that I believe is a, a true blue, the term that I've always used for the phenomenon you're describing of hitting zero yeah. is bonking, oh. like B-O-N-K. Yeah. And yeah, like on, on a bike, you can reach a point where you bonk. And that literally means like you have... You do not have energy left, like blood sugar dropped too far. Like, yeah, get back to the parking lot. Yeah. So anyway, we stop at the subway. I've bonked. Whatever. I didn't know that word at the phrase. Great. Great. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. We get we get going again. The next maybe two miles are flat road. Then there's like a minor downhill. Then there's a giant straight up uphill. And the top of this uphill, John is waiting for me. It's I would say it's about it's twice as long as the downhill they got me going towards it so i come downhill maybe i can like coast and use that momentum for about a quarter of the next one i literally have to push you know like on a road bike up the rest of the sail and we get there there's some place selling mulch on the top of this mountain yeah i know, the, I know, I know the you place. know exactly the place yeah and john's like oh and i'm like dude we got like there's a phone here we gotta like call someone because like i cannot i cannot go right like and he's like don't dude don't worry it's all downhill <laughs> it's it's all downhill from here. It's like, he's like the next seven miles all downhill. And then we'll just be on the parkway and you'll know exactly where you are. So, so you'll be able to gauge exactly, you know, he's like, so try to talk me into it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm like, ah, fine. And literally the way this, the next hill starts is like a hairpin 90 degree turn. Like not it's, I mean, you go down a hill for maybe like 10 yards and then you make the turn. But that 10 yards was enough momentum. Like I start on the right side of the road because, you know, you're on a bike. You That's where you are. Yeah. And I'm going around the turn. And as I'm going around the turn, it's so sharp that I don't have the energy to lean the bike to keep it on the right side of the road. It's like I am trying to turn. And I can just see the yellow lines coming and then the yellow lines going. And I'm just drifting further and further to the left side of the road. Oh, and no. then I'm like, and it's like. This horrible pending doom because like your body is failing and I'm looking over and there's like the guardrail and then the ditch and then a road and overside the guardrail is just straight down. (laughs) You know, it's like sheer cliff. It's not, I mean, it's not like you're going to like free fall, but you're going to be tumbling through the woods. Right. And I am like looking at the ditch like I can absolutely not hit that because it is going to be bad, bad news if I go into that ditch and I'm just like like using my entire brain to try and like get my body to lean to the right just to not hit the ditch. And I fail Ben, oh, And no. I hit the ditch and dad's horrible or dad's brand new carbon fiber bike takes full speed smash into the guardrail. The handlebar splits. I go over the top of them onto the guardrail and bounce back into the road. Thank God. Instead of over the other side. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. So we had to call an ambulance. It wasn't great. I couldn't like, yeah, someone had to get out of their car and they came and they're like, don't move. And I'm like, uh, no worries here. <laughs> you know what? I agree. I agree. Don't move. I have no idea how I didn't break anything, but I didn't. Yeah, but you were okay. Shockingly. I, was, I mean, I was in a sling for like a day or two. Yeah. But surprisingly, okay. Uh, well, anyway, so, okay. Now, I feel like. My, yeah. It's all downhill. It's all downhill. wrong. Hey, you'll be fine. Yeah. Oh, poor what John. Go wrong? Poor John. Here's the thing, though, because I feel like I feel like we have to val- like give give credit back to John because it makes it sound like we've just talked. We, we've turned him into this person who talks us into doing crazy things. But no. Yeah. So we, we go we go like drastically 
downhill yeah. to this campsite and like we're sitting there and like I'm like I'm like pooped you know yeah. I'm just like I, like there's like no air left in me and like I'm sitting there like like trying to like put together like my meal which is this you know like astronaut food add water makes fried rice concoction mm-hmm. pure calories so I can like right. you know come back to life and John's sitting next to me he's like man I thought I told you how hard it was like, <laughs> like you know he's sitting there and like, like staring you, at all of his yeah. companions like huh this is my fault <laughs> Poor guy though. He felt he felt so bad, I think, because he was like, I I thought I thought I made it clear it was oh, my bad. Like, so anyway, it was okay. We got through it. We survived. Yeah. Everything was all right. Yeah. No but, more rattlesnakes. Oh no, there was a copperhead the next morning in the uh, first like one mile. Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 A good, good omen. A great omen. It was it's always one of these things where I have no idea when something that is unlikely happens makes it more or less likely for it to continue happening. You know, it's like, I have a streak of 30 years of not being struck by lightning. Does that mean that like any day now it's coming or like... No, that's not how probability works. No, I I understand (laughs) that. Okay. But like, so with snakes then, for example, if you see two snakes on the trail, does that mean that you're destined to find even more snakes? Or is it like, oh, I got these these out of the way early. Check check that box. Right. The problem is you don't get to see the checklist. (laughs) Yeah, no, no. Yeah. So anyway, but we, we, we survived the hike, got through it. It was uh, it was very, very rewarding, but also just just the hardest thing you've ever done. Just the hardest thing I've ever done. So wow. now wow. now I'm like completely shifting gears and I'm like, now, how do I get really good at backpacking? <laughs> Better yet, how do I get really good at backpacking? Not let John know it's happening and then go on another trip with him where he'll probably just still be really good. at That's it. that is the problem with John is that if he found out you were backpacking, he'd be like, great. Now we can do something harder. And all of your preparation would still be for not because it would <laughs> he would immediately out outclass it. It'd be like like you could sit there and train on like like let's say you were your your previous experience made you like a master of the 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 level four courses. Anything a level four good. Yeah. You came into here and it's like this was a level seven. This was hard. I could not do it. I was not prepared. Yeah. I wasn't ready. You go out and you're like, great news. I'm just gonna I'm gonna backpack my butt off until I am level seven excellent certified. John would find out and he'd be like, that's amazing. Now we can do level twelves. <laughs> You'd be like, no, no, we cannot. We can do level sevens. And that enjoy is what, it. That is, that is what I am trained for. Oh my so gosh. That, that's the thing. Yeah, you'd have to like get, you wouldn't be able to, you couldn't communicate that you had done any additional training because if you got word of it, it just ups the difficulty anyway. It just ups you. Yeah, yeah. You're right. You just have to be better at it. Completely on your own. Completely. In the silence. In the quiet. I love it. Yeah. Popcorn Culture is supported by Arena Club. Okay, so you guys know that I love trading card games and that me and Ben are big time collectors of Pokemon cards. You know, it's that childhood fantasy of finally being able to use adult money to buy those highly coveted rares of our youth. And like, even in our office, we have not one, but two full display cases with some of our all time favorite rarest cards that we've pulled. But something I did not know existed when when I was a kid in my youth was the grading process for trading cards or sports cards or whatever you're collecting, you know? To me, it was just like a rare Charizard is a rare Charizard. Like, it doesn't, doesn't matter if it's been hanging out in my pocket with my lucky paper clip. Turns out it does matter and kind of a lot because if you get your cards professionally graded, it can add huge value. And then not only that, but once they're graded, they will like seal them in that pristine condition inside of a plastic case or what's 
what's known in the industry as a slab. And that's where Arena Club steps in because it's like buying a booster pack, but it's for a pre-graded card. Now, I know that can take like maybe a second to wrap your head around because you're opening physical cards on a digital platform, which means you open the pack online and see your polls where they can be added to your showroom for the world to see. But you can also request them to be sent to you at any time. So they have got a ton of pre graded cards and then you will get to randomly open one and then they'll keep it for you or they can send it to you or you can just like sell it or trade it online or whatever you want to do. But whether you're buying, selling, trading or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform you have got to check out. And right now you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash pop pop, which wow, that is a crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's like $40 right there. Anyway, that's arenaclub.com slash pop pop for 10% off your first purchase. Popcorn Culture is sponsored by Shopify. Y'all are likely aware of the fact that we have our very own Shopify store, Carlin Brothers Mercantile. And it's hard to imagine not having it now, but arriving at the decision to open our own web store was a big one. In fact, we started our journey on the interweb back in 2012 and didn't finally open up shop until 2018. And a huge part of that is just not knowing where to start, but that's where Shopify steps in. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, which is a fancy way of saying it's a really easy and effective way to start an online business, no matter if you're operating out of your garage or have like a whole building or three or something. Once we were set up, our biggest concern was trying a new product only to discover no one was interested in it. But Shopify is powered with so many reports, more than you can even imagine. And this is so handy because it allows us to use data to better provide what folks are actually interested in. It's so easy to use, but even if you do find yourself caught in a jam, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash pop pop. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash pop pop now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash pop pop. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. I love it. Well, that might actually segue nicely into the next thing that I want to talk about, which is bailing on social media. Oh, so yes. Okay. So, okay. Like what one one way that people know what's happening in your life, like if you're backpacking a lot to try to catch up with your good friend who's good at everything is to not share that with the world. Yeah. So, okay. So it, it, 
social media since like sort of the whole quarantine thing has happened. Like I, I have slowly been like kind of reeling myself in a little bit, which I think is you know odd for someone who literally like makes their living by being on social media. Well, there's there are plenty of um like YouTuber social media online people who do not partake in other socials. Right, exactly. Yeah. And so basically like, you know, as as the beginning of quarantine started, I sort of like, you know, signed off of Twitter on my phone. I'm still I'm still on Twitter, but like it makes it so that my my idle hands don't just like open it and start like doing a mindless scroll. Right. So th- since then it it was sort of like I I would, you know, pick up some of the other stuff and then event, you know, so like Facebook or whatever, I would continue to scroll on that. So recently I was like, okay, like I don't I don't there's no reason why I'm open opening up Facebook. Like I'm not, I'm, it's not doing a good job of informing me of information that I want to or need to have. So right. I was like, okay, so I'm just going to like delete Facebook from my phone. And same thing. It's, you know, I can still have it on my desktop or whatever. So if I really need to go and look something yeah. up, it's available. Yeah. And so the, the last two standing left on my phone that like, you know, I, that like I would regularly pick up and look at is Instagram and TikTok. And so those are the ones where I was like going into my phone usage and seeing like how much of my time every week am I spending on like those two apps in particular? And yeah. it's a lot. It's, it's other than like messenger, which, you know, is just, just vital for every, you know, yeah. communicating with family work, everything. Those are the ones that are being used the most. And so I'm like, man, I could just like cut off the head of the dragon right now. Right. You know, like I could just literally like delete both of them Yeah, and effectively, you know, like, I can I can like separate myself that much further from the idea of of having these things that realistically it's not my mind actively like thinking oh I need to go see what's happening with the rest of the world literally most of the time it is like my own boredom translating to reaching into my pocket pulling out my phone and then opening up something that is guaranteed entertainment but not entertainment that I'm even like specifically seeking out right like like even if you filled that time in with playing something on the switch at least that would be like intentional entertainment exactly instead of like idle i just wasted 15 minutes i didn't even progress further in this game exactly yeah. exactly exactly so and, and that's the thing so uh, what, what i've started doing really and what i spent a lot of time actually on the hike because i just had a lot of time to think and also didn't have cell service so I, i'm like analyzing social media and like sort of what function I have as a, as a person, not mm-hmm. like, you know, as you know, co-host of the super Carlin brothers, YouTube channel or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but rather like what, like, why do I want to have it? Like, is it, is it posting something and then just seeing like that, having like the feedback loop of like, here is something I'm proud of. What is the response of the rest of the world? Mm -hmm. You know, like, is that just like validation feedback loop being completed? Like I did a thing. That's a way to see how people felt about it, Mm -hmm. you know, in a sense. And I I think that's ultimately what it comes down to is, is asking like, is that really the goal of why you're doing something? Or like, do you want to take a really good picture because you know that it will look good on Instagram? Right. Like is Instagram the point of your photography or is Instagram the outlet for the, it? Or right, is, like, yeah, like are you taking pictures so you can put them on Instagram? 
or are you posting pictures on Instagram because you took it's it's a place to put them or yeah I, I don't know exactly I think you know what I'm trying to say. I think I know what you're trying to yeah. say. Like, like, are you a photographer who's going out and taking really good photos and it just so happens to be the case that Instagram is a place you can put them? Or are you taking really good photos and then putting them on Instagram? Are, are you taking the photos with the with the intent of them going on Instagram? Right. Exactly. So I guess that becomes like the, the question for me is like, what is... <clears throat> What is my end goal or it, like w what is really happening or is it ultimately like fueling some type of like, I don't know, internal desire that makes me ultimately happier because people thought it was a really cool thing that I did or right. whatever. Um, and I think that's that's probably the biggest thing that I like wrestle with is almost this idea of like there's there's not really a, a good reason. Like, I don't know. Um, would I would I be able to spend my time in a way that is just like that much better if the goal isn't to ultimately put it out onto a social media platform? Right. Does that make sense? I feel like I'm like circling the drain on what I'm trying to say and not like perfectly articulating it. Yeah, it does make sense. Like, are you does having social media make you behave in such a way that you can share? on social media right right right, yeah. right and then like even just like the time suck that ends up being social media is it like preventing me from actually doing other activities <sighs> that i might enjoy more like how do i deal with boredom yeah you know it's like oh, i'm bored I'm going to go learn how to bake something new today. Mm -hmm. You know, like that could be like a potential outlet to boredom. Yeah. Like it's, it's like way too effective. Like it stops you from growing in other ways because it fills all the time in which you might do it. Yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So well, anyway, that's, that's, that's basically like the, the long drawn out version of everything. And basically my, my thinking lately has just been to like, go ahead and delete the final social media apps that I have off of my phone entirely. Mm -hmm. And Maybe it's a hiatus, maybe it's just like time off, or maybe it's like just the the coming to the realization that this is just not something that I need to or want to do. Right. Um, so that's sort of where my head's at. Okay. Well, uh, so did you take the plunge? Did you delete Instagram and, uh, and the TikTok and the TikTok from your phone yet? I have not done it yet, but it was, I feel like this was the conclusion I was coming to prior to my hiking trip. And then I spent like effectively 72 hours <gasps> where I didn't have cell service anyway. Right. So it was like almost a nice, like lead up time to getting to the point where I could just like cut them off. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe uh, maybe by the next pop or the next couple, since actually the next one we'll record <laughs> before much time has passed. True. You'll have an update. Yes. On whether on how how life without the socials is a going. Yes. Mm. All right. I, I will say that on this same thread, I have strongly considered also just deleting yeah, Instagram and Twitter and just uh, I don't have Facebook on my phone already. Okay. I got rid of that one a while ago and it was interesting. Like every now and then I'd be like, Ooh, I'd like, we'd be talking about someone. I'd be like, Ooh, what are they up to? And I'd pull up my phone and be like, it's not here. And I just put my phone away and it was just like, Oh, look at that. Right. Very yeah. right. Yeah. Like, it turns out I did not need to look that person up right now. Right. <laughs> like it did not affect anything by not being able to by do not it. being able to even even when i had a specific thing in mind when it wasn't just mindless scrolling right you know it wasn't it wasn't like a, a big deal by any means so uh i do often find yeah like one of the like normally when i wake up i'll reach for my phone and i'm just sort of like oh what what happened on instagram or like what and i'm like i'm not even like looking for like a yeah i'm not looking for a specific person i'm not like seeking any information out not even sometimes looking to check how my own posts did i'm just like scrolling and right. i hate it it's right. just 
Okay, so that, maybe that's what I'm trying to ask here. Like, I feel <clears> like, I, yeah. What is the objective? What is your objective? What is your goal? Like, because we have a family group chat. So like, if, you're, if your plan is to be able to like, share pictures of like the, the kids or like your most recent activity or like a yard project you did, like we have a way to share those with the people you know, that, that we care that we care that, yeah, that yeah. love us that we, yeah. And everyone else, it's almost like you, you're kind of putting it out there. Like, is your goal to be like inspiring to other people or is it like in any level bragging, you know, like, it, I mean, at this point it could almost just be like learned behavior too. You're like, Oh, new things, put it on Facebook. Right. And it's on there. And some people, maybe it's just like, this is like a, I can imagine some people treat it as just like a, a convenient way, like portfolio or something. Yeah. Where it's just like, well, everyone can see it, but I'm putting it in here so that I can like scroll back and see all the things I did um, throughout time. And it, it does. <laughs> I would say that in a, you know, in a sense, social media platforms like your, your Instagram feed, for example, might serve as like the highlight reel mm -hmm. of like, you know, as you scroll back, it's like, oh, my gosh, these are the 50 coolest things that happened to me in the past year. Yeah. And, you know, then, and then that way it's a mechanism to be able to like relive a lot of those moments and really enjoy it. Yeah. I think probably in like situations like college, even where you are surrounded constantly by new acquaintances and you have probably a high number of run ins with people you've met before but aren't friends with. Right. Like that's, you know, something like Facebook is like a really great way to be like, oh, I saw you were doing this. But, you know, in regular adult life, like where we're at right now. There's not quite as much of that. Right. You know, like you, especially during quarantine, it's not like, you know, even even your group of friends is probably how much you're seeing them is severely limited. Right. Okay. So that's the other question too, though. So then like, let's say that you've got like your friends in, in the real world and you post frequently to social media. Does it ever like take away from your ability to then tell your friends about things that have been happening in your life? Because everyone is just constantly informed anyway uh i don't think so i think i mean it's like like you said you have the same conversation with several groups of friends that's true over and over so yep. i don't i don't think that would necessarily be it it might like open up even opportunities like oh i saw you were doing this on instagram how was that hike or something right um but i know what you mean like what like what is the point of being on like instagram and i would say we're in sort of a weird boat because like we're you know professional youtubers and so much of our audience and like livelihood comes from uh people seeing stuff we do online right and instagram twitter facebook are all pretty effective methods at at least like distributing out the information that like you've got a new video or so here's a new thing you can go see if you are interested in keeping up with us but aren't always on youtube sure kind of thing so there is like some certainly some utility there and like in the meantime, it's like, well, maybe not every single th like if the only thing I ever post is just new thing, then it's like maybe that's kind of uninteresting. So it's like you should be active so that the other stuff you post isn't just marketing. Oh, right, right, right. Thing, yes. You know? Like you want to and it's like you're an online personality. So you want to have, you know, if people are following you, there's some of your personality. <laughs> right. You know, sort of thing. So yep. there, there is some weird questions, but like you said, it's like, I don't know. It, it probably feels like, oh, if I got off, there would be this gaping absence in people's life or something. But it, most people probably just don't notice at all. <laughs> that's that's the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you, you could be like, guys, I'm back. It's been six months off social media. And people be like, didn't realize you Welcome back. Hey, Yay! good to see you again. This is like how it feels. Like if, if someone invites you to a party and you don't go. Yes. It's like, if you're like, I'm so sorry I didn't come to your party. I Like it's just, I had things people, I was like, 
chances are no one really noticed. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's such a sad thing to say. No one will notice if you're not there. Um, <laughs> but like when it, when it comes to the context of something like that, like especially the hosts themselves are probably spending so much of the party going and like interacting with so many people and trying to get those touches in and stuff. Yeah. It's almost like, man, I, I was so busy that whole night that I did not get to have that small portion of small talk, talk with you. Right. It's, I mean, that sounds maybe a little callous, but I think, yeah, the point is, is like, it's very, it's, I've been around enough people who felt like so guilty. They didn't go to like something they were invited to, or it was just like, it, it still happened anyway. It yeah. was still okay. It was still okay. Like you don't need to feel like that bad about it. <laughs> right. 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 For right. sure. Okay. Actually, I'm going to circle back before I can see you going on to another topic. No, you're good. Because we, t you had this whole line earlier about like whether or not you should say people, your friends' names that listen to the pop. And I was like, this is great. I actually have a story about this. But then we skated past it. I didn't get to tell it. Oh my gosh. Yes. So you were listening with uh, Mike and Steven yes, over the correct. weekend. I, un maybe there was something magic about episode 38. Like we reached some tipping point or something. But I got a text from one of my friends this past weekend. And it was a picture of a license plate that said like jazzy on it. And they were like, I found the perfect license plate for you. And I was like, now, wait a minute. Do you listen to the pop? <laughs> like this, that could only be from this. Right. That's yeah. like the only area where we use that, that I name. I was like, so, uh, I texted back. I was like, that's amazing. Wait, do you, do you listen to, to popcorn culture? He was like, absolutely. I listen to it every single Saturday morning on my long runs. And I was like, what? Like, it's like, I don't know. I never think of people I know or like my direct friends listening to the pop. Yeah. So anyway, I'll just give a shout out to my buddy, Nate, on your Saturday morning run, hopefully. Uh, you're very fast at running. Good job. Keep oh, going, Nate. That, that Nate? That Nate, yes. Oh, that, wait, that Nate actually <laughs> knows some of the John Jennings experiences. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He has been on one. Yes. <laughs> he has been on a John Jennings trip. So, yeah, you know what's up, Nate. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, go ahead. Okay. Moving on. Just not related at all. I'm going to completely shift gears. If, if you can imagine like a manual shifter in a car. I can. It's like I'm going from like reverse to fifth. Wow. The, the least likely conversion. Sounds like a car crash. Maybe. Yeah. Or probably more like, more likely a stall. More like a stall, I guess. Maybe. Yeah, I guess so. If you're going from reverse to fifth. Should we just like not talk for 15 seconds? Nah. Okay. That's a good call. Okay. So I have been, this was not really like a plan thing necessarily. Like it wasn't like I was like, I'm going to do this thing <gasps> and I'm going to see what happens. But I sort of like have had, I've been like growing my beard out mm -hmm. more. Have you noticed? I have noticed. It looks different. It does look different. Yeah. Okay. Actually, it was really funny. This morning we were recording an episode for Super Carlin Brothers where we were doing this price guessing challenge and we, we could not remember how we did part of the score. So we went back and watched an older version of this exact same show in order to like pick up the rules that we had used last time. So we were just, you know, yeah. being consistent and it came up and it was like, what is that scraggly half beard I have going on? Like mm. that is, that is, where were you Ben? Where like, were you? You were like in a weird middle ground Yeah. where, and it was so interesting because I don't think it, I had ever realized that it, had, it was so much shorter that I, right. that I almost had more of like a five o'clock shadow than like a beard. Mm. And so the, I, I, the, basically right now my beard is longer than it has ever been. And For sure. 
Um, I have had more people like commenting on it. Like I, I was, uh, dropping by some food at Alice's shop the other day and there's a seamstress who does some work there and she walked back and she was like, it's a new beard. And I was like, new beard. I was like, no, I've always had this beard. And she's like, I don't remember that beard. And I was like, no, it's the same beard. She's like, no, I don't remember it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, does it look that different? So anyway, it turns out. Like you've been to the beard store, Ben. You picked out a brand new beard. I put, I picked out a brand new beard, just slapped it right on. Slapped it right on. So anyway, um, with that though, I've been kind of like excited about it. I'm like, oh, okay, kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I got a new beard. Mm-hmm. So I w- I've been watching some YouTube videos and like tutorials on like how to grow your beard out yeah. other than just waiting yeah don't cut it yeah (laughs) um and i came across a fantastic new term that i had never heard before but i feel like there's a funny origin story to it because when i started growing my beard you and i did basically no shave november yeah and i just sort of liked how it looked so i never shaved it yeah ever again and that was like the origin like that's how it happened we did one month and i kept it and uh so i'm watching these videos uh, on like how these guys like you know grow out their beards and like all the different like you know products that they use and like how they like comb it like keep it straight and how like as time goes on like all your patchy areas become like filled in because like the hair is longer and stuff and eventually the guy goes so if you're working on your yeard Mm. and i was like oh oh is that your one year beard it's a one year beard with so is that like you go a year without cutting it at all well not not cutting it at all like like grooming you gotta groom like you know trimmings and stuff like hmm. that you know like make sure it still like looks neat yeah but the idea would basically be to effectively grow out a beard for an entire year mm. and the the videos that i was watching were fascinating because uh like i typically i have like barely the ability to grow a beard like barely barely it's like i would say that like i can do it and it doesn't look terrible Mm -hmm. but like my my like cheek area is it's pretty patchy Mm -hmm. like it's not like it's not like a can't confirm can't confirm yeah so it's 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 not like i'm like a you know like a lumberjack and you know you can like hold your nose and like just blow real hard and it's like poof yeah beard beard i I assume that's how it works i think that is how it works oh good good. scientifically speaking exactly yeah but uh so as i'm watching a lot of these guys like doing like their grow out videos they they do literally a video once a week and each week they like turn their head side to side up down you know like all the things so you can like sort of like get the full scope of it right and it's like week after week after week after week and i was like man some of these guys look pretty similar to how i look right now which makes me feel like if i grew it out for an entire year i'd have a pretty crazy looking yeard man and so now you're on project yeard well i can't even decide this is the problem with the pop is that there's so many things that come up then i want to tell everybody about it because yeah. i'm excited about it and then i'm like ooh, now do i have to commit to that right it's like you this know this is the thing this is why it's dangerous to say things online because people will have expectations of you i know that's great it's like telling john jennings you're a level seven hiker now and now people are gonna be like <laughs> people are gonna be like well ben where's that level 12 beard where's that level 12 beard yeah no, level 12 because 12 months aka yeard exactly oh man isn't it such a great name though it is a good name a yeard oh man well you're gonna have to tell me because i feel like you're the only person who can be like dude you gotta stop man you gotta trim it i feel like i feel like your wife is probably the person who should tell you Mm. one way or the other alice if you're listening at home you need to tell me the truth she keeps telling me she likes it yeah so far Mm -hmm. that's been that's been like the the feedback that i've been given right but at the same time, like, doesn't she have to? See, that's what I'm saying. Um, that's why I said you have to tell me. Oh, I see. I see. You because see you're, here? you you fear you're falling victim to the, yeah, great haircut. Like, it's haircut. No, yeah, no matter what, I have to say positive things. It's like, you're going to do it for a whole year? 
What? Can you imagine though? Can you imagine if I had like a like a Santa Claus length beard, except it's not white. Hopefully, <laughs> not white. Not white Santa Claus is what you're going for. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, that seems pretty big. <laughs> I'm trying to I, I'm trying to imagine. Hold on, let me stare at your face here. How big could the beard go? I don't know, like down to there. That's where you're thinking. I'm holding. I'm holding. Let's see here. I'm imagine gonna... people with me now. Hold a grapefruit in the air. Right. Hand out. Got it. Okay. Now hold it underneath your face. Right. About approximately like middle of your chest. Right. Mm -hmm. Yep. So that grapefruit width Wind. down to about uh, mid chest. Mid chest. That's how. That's so you're thinking pretty narrow so beard. <laughs> pretty, yeah. Like you know, I'm imagining not really Santa. I'm imagining using a piece of twine to like string together the bottom of it. Oh, please don't. Please maybe, don't. Maybe maybe like some uh, beads. No. No. Now we've gone into really dangerous territory. <laughs> I don't, I don't like the sound of this. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know if I know where this is going. Mm -hmm. Um, no, I won't do that. I promise. But okay. now is it just your beard or is your hair going to go too? Are you going to like go like man bun style on me here? No, I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. I really don't like my hair being grown out. Okay. I like it being short. Yeah. Um, so, so far in life, I feel like it's just, I'm, I'm like curious to see. And the good news is, is that like, I sort of, I've, I've had a couple of like summer vacations that have like lined up reasonably nicely for me to effectively give it like a month and a half go where like there's, there's some time like where it would be like maybe just a bit more acceptable to like not really be like mm -hmm. as groomed. Right. You know? Like, yeah, I was, uh. I was at the beach all week. I didn't bring a razor. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah. It was, I just let it go. Yeah. And so basically, okay, so where, where we stand right now is Monday of a week prior to a week where we will be on vacation, which means that during that week, I can let it go. So I have like a two-week span mm -hmm. before I feel like I really need to make a decision as to whether or not it's just getting out of control. I see. And that way, it'll, it'll give me to the end of that week of vacation to determine... Where are we at with this thing? Do you suspect that um, having like a beach beard will deter your enjoyment of the beach itself? I don't Could think it, so. Is it? It's not like extra hot or like sandy or I don't know. You're, you're throwing considerations out there that I haven't had to really deal with yet. Is this like a like is it a sunscreen problem? I don't know. Well, salt water affected differently. Oh to man, say. what does salt water do to your hair if not make it look spectacular? Yeah, but that's your hair. This is your beard. This is different hair. Different hair. Different hair. Different I don't hair. know. I know. I do really enjoy the effect salt water has on my hair. And people are going to be like, why don't you get some of that like salt water spray? And I'm like, yeah, you're right. I should, but I still haven't. Still haven't? Yeah. It's actually, been five years. I have some at home right now, presently. Oh, maybe yeah. I should order it on Amazon right now and add it to my things we bought on Amazon list. Oh, please do. I'm please do. do. Yeah, that's, a, that's a great idea. Right before we go to the beach where I have an endless supply of it anyway. Right. right yeah. Right. Yeah. You're going to get a live purchase from me. Nothing better. In the meantime, I'm going to slowly transition yet again away from our conversation about the yeard. Which okay. I do need feedback on people. What do you think? How would you feel about a grapefruit held out in front of your chest sized beard? You can email your thoughts and opinions to popcornculturepod at gmail.com. Um, but moving on from that, there is this. So we've talked about dreams before. Purchased. Purchased. You did it that did fast? It. It's Outstanding. Just like that. Sun bum? Uh, no, it was some sort of organic looking thing. Oh, I love that. Did yeah. you search? Did you did you put organic in your keyword search? No. Mm -mm. no. Okay, wow. So it was just luck. I think so. Let's see. It was <laughs> uh it's called Beauty by Earth Source. So very organic sounding. Wow. <laughs> there you go. Yep. 
It's happening. <laughs> it's like literally the ingredients are salt water. I know. I'm like, I feel like I could have made this. Right, it's like, Even I, I'm a good enough man in the kitchen for this. <laughs> can I add half a cup of salt water per gallon in order to get the specific gravity of 1.026 in order to properly mimic salt water? I had an aquarium company, so yeah, you know, that, right. one's, that one's pretty easy for me. I guess so. You should use distilled water if you're going to do that. You know, okay, yeah. good to know. But don't drink distilled water because, you know. I'm going to test it out with this stuff first. That seems like a good plan. Yeah. Anyway, so we've talked about dreams before. And oh boy, here we go. Yeah. Uh, like and, and like different anxiety dreams. And I think I've told you that like I get all of them. All the anxiety dreams. I get all the anxiety dreams. I've had a new one that oh has boy. like been inserted into the categories available for the dream people from also inside out, where they're like, hey, we we have a whole new genre here uh-huh. that we can that we can throw at them all the time. Yeah. The Hunger Games dream. Oh, like that you are in the Hunger Games? That I am in the uh, Hunger Games. Okay. This is, it's been a weird one because I'm, because I have been recently, I, I read the new Hunger Games book and then I reread mm-hmm. the trilogy and then I watched the movies. So like I have within the past couple months of my life been reasonably like deep into the world of the Hunger Games. Yeah. And, but that's not, that's not new. Like I've enjoyed this like book series for several years and I've, I've always liked the movies and you know, all that type of stuff. Uh, but for some reason this go round, even though I'm not thinking about the Hunger Games on like a daily basis, I keep having these dreams where basically everyone else in the dream is like obligated to come and attack me. Oh gosh. Yeah. And, and they're not, it's not even like the same arenas or the same circumstances, but I keep having this same dream and having to like figure out how to like do things. Oh goodness. Yes. Yeah, sounds- so last night's last night's version of the dream though, was the, the arena was our childhood cul-de-sac. Okay. Where it's a small arena. It was a small arena. And what it meant that basically everybody who was attacking me were people that I knew very well. Yeah. But like our family unit was there like, and like their goal was like to protect me. It was almost like capture the flag. I was the flag capturing the flag was killing me. I see. Yes. Dangerous. And I'd very incredibly. Yeah. Yes. And so it was just so, it was so bizarre. And I felt like my mind, like the entire dream was realizing how poor the security of our childhood home would have been against attacks from people whose like very clear and established mission was to break into our home to get to me. I see. Because there's like, why, why do we have ground floor windows? Ridiculous. Why are they not covered in plywood? That doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah. And so this was, these were like the challenges of the dream was like going through all of the different rooms in our home and figuring out how to, uh, how to not die precisely. Yes. And it kept not working and people kept weaseling their way in and they were hiding in all the crevices. Mm -hmm. And this uh, is the problem with the dreams is that like, whenever you're in the situation like that is you, you can like, even if you made a defense that might work in the real world, like you on the inside would be like, well, if people did this, that would probably still work. But if you're in the dream and you think that it starts happening. I know. I know. That's the problem. It's It's like, like, yeah, yeah, it's like, as soon as you realize the potential threat, it's already happening. Right. Exactly. (laughs) They're they're already there. If you're, if you're the warden of some prison and you, you like, 
I wonder if like the warden is like, well, they could probably get out this way. But if you're in a dream, the people are escaping. They're already escaping. They're already escaping. Right, right. Yeah. No, it's and it's also like, have you there's there's a really funny like uh meme that's going around, I guess, uh the idea of how everybody fears like what's behind their shower curtain. Oh, and right. There's been these like really funny videos of people basically like, brushing their teeth and then just like immediately dropping their toothbrush and tackling the shower curtain trying to like get the ghost or the person uh-huh. or whoever it is who's standing behind the shower curtain. And in, in dream world, what would basically be happening is there's someone there. Yeah. Like, like you go to tackle and legitimately yeah. person back there. Yeah. No good. Mm-mm. I don't like that. No good whatsoever. But I do do that. If I get up in the middle of the night, I check behind the shower curtain every, sing- every single time. Interesting. Yeah. Actually, I, don't, I guess I'm not in a shower curtain situation. I have like a door. Oh, so you can see clean in? I can see. Well, I mean, it's like, you know, a blurry door. A blurry but door. But <laughs> I would be able to tell if someone was inside of it. Okay. But also, it would be sort of weird because you'd have had to have entered my room, then entered the bathroom, then entered the shower. <laughs> <laughs> well, you went right past me. I know. Well, and that's the thing, too, is that, like, the, the motives behind this particular, like, fictional person yeah. is, like... Are they counting on you? It's like, they'll get up. Did you see what they drank before bed? They're getting up. I think, to me, the shower curtain is always like a... It's not someone who came to your house intending to harm you. It's someone who is now going to be forced to because... They were like, I don't know, robbing you. And like, you came home and they're like, oh crap. And they <laughs> hid. And now they're in there. And it's like, if they, if you discover them, they're going to have to do something because you just caught them robbing you. Right. right, right, yeah. right. Yes, precisely. Yeah. So that's, that's really what it comes. You're exactly right. Yeah. yeah. It's someone who is hiding because they don't want right. you to find them. But if they, if you do. Yeah. They're not the, hiding to get you. Then, Cause then the, like, cause then what would be the point of hiding? They'd right. just be waiting for you. Well, that's when fight or flight instincts will immediately come in. Yeah. In spades. That's what I always wonder. It's like, if you think someone's behind, like, what are you going to do if you pull that shower curtain back and someone's standing there with a knife? Like, what What are you going to do? With, it's always a knife, too, isn't yeah, it? It's yeah. Always, right? <laughs> they don't have a gun. You have a chance. Right. It's not like they're just like, I'm waiting. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. No. So that's, yeah. I don't know. It's it's such a ridiculous <clears throat> thing, mm-hmm. but it is such a thing. Well, did you, I guess it looks like you survived the Hunger Games anyway. <sighs> Once again. Although, oh man. Okay. So this was the other thing going back to my hiking trip because a very similar, uh, situation that happened similar to the shower curtain, basically it's a fear of the unknown. I think it's what it really comes down to. But so one night we're all standing around the fire and we're just sort of like hanging out and all of a sudden there's like a thump and it's like the sound of basically the only way I can describe it would be if you were to like throw a rock into the air and it would hit the ground and sort of like tumble. Mm. And so we're all just like standing there and you know, we've got this like small little fire going in between us and all of a sudden we hear this noise and we're like what was that (laughs) and everyone was like kind of simultaneously simultaneously i think was like the same amount of spooked right where it was kind of like we all heard it and my friends mike and steven both like literally felt the ground vibrate like independently from one another so like something definitely hit the ground yeah which most likely was like a fruit or uh like a nut or something falling from a tree and we just didn't find what it was Mm -hmm. or a giant whatever could be a giant as well who took one step (laughs) exactly (laughs) yeah um but so it was this thing where like everyone's just have like good quality jovial conversation and then all of us start like having a group spiral of what could have been 
but what if, but what if? Mm -hmm. And so we all start like throwing all of these hypotheticals out there. And on top of it, all of our clothes are so like sweat sodden Mm. and we have these like trekking poles. So all of us like at our respective spots where we're like hanging our gear, like on trees and stuff have like taken off our shirts and like put them on top of our trekking poles. Right. And they're all like in different parts of this area of the woods. So like, as you're even like panning around, there are literally like torso height shirts that are stretched over our trekking Uh. poles. So like, as we're like looking around, like you're literally like, there is a shirt standing over there. (laughs) Oh, that is the worst. That is so easy. I have, uh, once upon a time at my old job, I had to put up this like costume display because we had Cirque du Soleil coming to town and they like sent us some costumes and it was like I had to track down a bunch of mannequins and they were going to go in this display case downtown and be like oh look Cirque du Soleil great sure but for like two weeks before the display case was ready the mannequins just completely dressed in these costumes were just sitting in my office oh and it no. was so easy to like walk past it or like just like even even when they're there all the time you'd like catch like something in the corner and you'd be like huh? what's the person it's like it's it's so easy I have a certain spot in my house where between the walk from my side of the bed to the bathroom it's like if the door is open there's like the the railing from the stairs protrudes just enough that it creates like a round shape in the uh sunlight from the door downstairs okay. and it looks like a head and i'm always like someone coming upstairs is that person it's like oh no it's just it's just the railing <laughs> again again every time classic railing classic railing spooking me up here yeah but yeah i know what you mean i know yeah. what you mean yeah yeah that's the thing i and i <sighs> Oh, the worst. <laughs> anyway, anyway. So I think to, to close out, before we close out, there's there's one last thing that I that I wanted to bring up because it just actually made my day today. So I was digging through an enormous number of uh, emails and uh, on the on the popcorn culture, you know, email yeah. lineup. Right. Uh, lots of good feedback. And somebody started one of their emails with Dearest Benjamin. Ah. Which I, we've talked before about how I read. The, like I'm the one who like digs through and like reads all the emails and stuff. And I was just like... Man, I wish everybody addressed me as Dearest Benjamin. Dearest Benjamin. Dearest Benjamin. That's fantastic. And it was like, oh, what, a, what a delightful way to enter an email. Like, oh, I feel better about so this. So basically, can I just request that everyone starts their emails that way? Mm, I think you could request it. I, could I request that people try and find even better ways? Oh, like know? what are really like... What are uh, great like email openings right like the best email openings are what were once really good letter openings Mm. you know instead of just like name comma it it needs to be like my dearest benjamin Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's the one i go to yeah the the one that comes to mind for me is benjamin old sport oh that's a great one (laughs) pretty good that's you you, yes Mm. also 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 available for use okay so that's that's the challenge that i will that i will throw out to everyone there who's sending in feedback to the pop the the better the intro, the more likely it is I will read it even that much more thoroughly. There you go. That's not really a good sales pitch, is it? I think I think it is. Okay. I bet okay. you get some interesting beginnings of emails. Ah, uh, I'm looking forward to this. Right. I'm looking forward to this. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of The Pop. I want to give a special thank you to these people who support us over on Patreon, including Jess Bromley, Ty, oh man, Tyanisha. Ty 
Van Buren, Sophia Henderson, Shalice War, Adrian Wilson, Chris Effort, Billy Kramer, Kelly Peterson, Anna Garcia, and Project Bear. Tyanesha Van Buren might be the best name I've ever heard. It, you know what? It's <laughs> a this, really good name. It was one that I, I practiced, and that's the thing is that like I will I will like have it stored in my brain desk like oh I, like I was ready for this one, and then I I'm like I forget that I w- that I did prepare for it, so mm. that's why I took my pause there. But gotcha. I did look it up, and you're right, it is a fantastic name. Mm. As are all of these names, though. Absolutely, no. absolutely, yeah. guys. And again, if you would like to know what you get with any support of support on Patreon, yeah. if I can speak correctly, after each episode we record an additional 10 to 15 minutes that we call after the final pop. Uh, that is available over at Patreon.com/popcornculture, uh, and we have it every single week. Otherwise, guys, until next week, pop pop. <laughs>